Hey friends, welcome back to Heretical Hippies, where Anna and Carrie Jo wander back into the wreckage of their deconstruction to see if they can offer hope to anyone else who might be climbing out of the dust and ashes of their faith. Buckle up, it's about to get real. Hey y'all. <laughs> Welcome to another conversation, real and raw conversation with Carrie Jo and Anna. And today we are going to, first of all, I'm going to slow down and say hello to Carrie Jo. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Happy to be here. Yay. We're going to just talk again today. We, Carrie Jo are, and I are just enjoying uh processing our journey together and today we are going to talk about the aspects of christianity that we held on to i mean obviously there's so many different types or versions of christianity out there um denominations and non-denominations um but what aspects of our own personal christian walk that um that carrie joe and i have decided to hold on to is the subject for today um, so actually, Carrie, I'd like you to answer that first. Oh, sure. Um, you know, when you initially brought up this as a topic, uh, my my initial like knee jerk thought was, I think I've chucked it all. <laughs> yeah. But that's not true because I took some time to think about it and reflect more. And there are certainly like major aspects of Christianity that I've held on to, and. Um, I think the overarching one that is kind of, I mean, for lack of a better term, like my North Star, my thing that kind of keeps me on track is this concept of love, unconditional love. Now, the way I understood God's love in my evangelical days, I would not say God's love was taught to me as unconditional. Um, it was very conditional, but... Mm -hmm. You know, like if we want to even refer to scripture where it says God is love, I 100% agree with that. I, that all day long um, could be what fuels me and informs how I engage with people. So I would say the loving, the loving nature of God and whatever people's experiences of her, <laughs> of him, of the non-gendered God that exists, um, it's love. I mean, that is... That is the ultimate, to me, experience of God. So mm -hmm. love for sure um, is the overarching kind of umbrella understanding um, within Christianity that I would say I've held on to. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, like my initial reaction was, oh, I've chucked everything, uh, which to a degree is true. But I was talking with my counselor last week and we were talking about like my recent experiences of anxiety and how that is related to me basically chalking everything, which is fine. I'm happy with that, you know, decision, that route that I've taken. But she was saying, you know, it makes sense to me that you have anxiety because the framework, the filtration system that you used to operate in your life, like being Christianity, um, is gone. And so you don't really have a way to process your experiences in the world now. And mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, wow, okay, that, that makes a ton of sense. Um, 
so I've kind of formulated my own new framework with love being the ultimate. And then they're all L words for just probably because I forget everything easily and it's, <laughs> it's easier to remember. Um, so it's love, life and liberation. Um, and that would, that would be for everyone. So anything I choose to be engaged with, whether it be just for my own personal benefit or how it's going to affect other people, I kind of use that framework of is, is this promoting love? Is this promoting life for me or others? Or is this promoting liberation for myself or others? And mm. if the answer is no, then, you know, that's a no-go for me. So that's kind of like my new, oh, like my, my life compass um, that informs the decisions that I make. Hmm. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been helpful so and I'm still kind of, you know, still creating that framework and making more sense of it in more minuscule ways, you know, in the day-to-day -day things. Um, but I also like, I didn't love how confining that Christian framework was. So I also oh. don't want, you know, my new framework to be just as, intensely um like restrictive i guess is the right word mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's kind of what i've held on to that's positive <laughs> i yeah. would love to i'd love to hear um love to hear what you've held on to well i do want to talk about that i'm also my mind right now is thinking about like some of the details or the aspects of love life and liberation being your guide or your gauge for is this something that i want to accept or embrace or mm -hmm. support and there's so many questions that come as a result of that like what does liberation really mean to you what does that look like yeah. um you know and how far um do we support liberation life and love you know is there an is there a point in which it's okay to say no you know, no to those, any of those things. Um, yeah. A lot of questions yeah. About. And that, I know that's probably what you meant when you said, I'm still working out the details, but yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be an ongoing thing. And maybe those three L words apart from love, you know, maybe they'll shift a little bit um, in their importance or, you know, their ranking of, of how important is that to me at, at this certain point in my juncture or whatever. But right. um yeah, absolutely. There's room to say no. Like I would, mm -hmm. I would say no for myself to anything that feels like it's stifling to me. So that would be like in response to liberation, right? Like if yeah. somebody's asking me to do something that is not authentically me, whether it be like to meet their personal expectations or, you know, like you need to take your nose rings out because great grandma, whatever won't approve. Like that's a hard no, you know, like mm -hmm. that type of thing. Like I'm not going to be inauthentic to who I am and how I express myself. Um, so yeah, like I, I leave, I leave space for that. And honestly, I'm just kind of learning moment by moment and also yeah. learning to listen to my own intuition, which I was always told was evil and you can't trust it. And, um, so that's kind of part of this, this re-frameworking process for me is honoring my intuition and kind of letting that guide me in that filtration system of love, life, and liberation. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. The biggest transition for me has been out of Christianity. We're talking about what we held on to 
And so really what this has done, this question brought up inside of me was I learned when I accepted the flaws within Christianity, um, I, there were aspects of those flaws that frustrated me and, mm. or, you know, um, caused me to look back at some situations and see some abuse or, right. um, or just in general, I realized so heavily influenced my choices in a way that I wish I had was not, I wish I had more freedom, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but accepting the flaws were, was a transition point for me. I didn't stay there. I wanted to move past it and grow past it enough to not hold bitterness or be a victim. And, and for me, that was possible maybe mostly because what I experienced wasn't, um, as traumatic I know as some, what some people have experienced, but in moving past those flaws, I was able to see the value in Christianity in general. Um, there were a lot of really positive things that I experienced within my faith in that religion that, um, shaped me to be who I am today in ways mm-hmm. that I'm really grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, tended initially when I left Christianity to really try to figure out what those values were within Christianity that I, that I loved so much and what did I wanted to continue to carry on into life, um, my new life outside of it. And so I saw Christianity more so as a stepping stone or a almost like I was graduating high school. Mm, Yeah, I love that. (laughs) And not like it has served a purpose, you know, like it for me, I I personally choose to perceive it as I needed it in order to get where I am now. Right. Absolutely. And um, so initially, one of the things I did was I put a notebook on the dining room table for everybody in the family to write their thoughts every day, like anything that any questions or um, any things within our life that they wanted to hold on to. So, so that it didn't feel like it was just like, Oh, there it goes. We're done with it. You know, right. it was like, and so bye bud. See you later. My son's going to work. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So that was actually help, probably helpful for me more so than it was anybody else because I was able to, I guess, just give credit to the parts that I had learned that um, still were serving a purpose in me and still had great value to me. And some of those things were just, um, you know, really basic and simple stuff that, um, I mean, obviously I still put my hope in ideals that, um, like belief in the unknown. I still wanted to Mm. hold on to the mystical aspects of Christianity. Um, and I still believed in, I still believe in the power of words and the power of touch, power of forgiveness, the power of grace, the power of love, um, supporting innocent, um, the innocent and widows and orphans, like, these are all beautiful 
just courageous and just gorgeous things that are in every, probably every religion and um, universal, I think, in my personal opinion. So I began to hold on to them almost like a teddy bear, you know, like, okay, (laughs) I still have these things, you know, like I can, I can let go of these other things, but I still have these. And it was comforting to me. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. That's, that's so interesting to hear you say that. Um, Because as you were talking, it reminded me that another thing that I've held onto that would probably comfort a lot of my Christian friends (laughs) is um, the life of Jesus, the way he showed us how to engage with people. And you, you touched on those things of like, you know, supporting the marginalized, showing compassion, forgiving. And he, he is the prime example of how I want to live my life. So like, I haven't chucked Jesus, but I definitely don't engage with him in the same way that Christians do. Right. Um, so yeah, thanks for that reminder. Cause I was thinking, oh gosh, maybe I am just love life and liberation. But then you mentioning that I was like, no, that's right. Like Jesus is the man. Like I, <laughs> I love his example. We can all do better. Everyone across the world can do better to live like he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny. Cause I, I do think that Jesus in general is whoever you want him to be. <laughs> right. I, I agree with that. Yeah, it's, he's, everybody's cherry picking, everybody, every single person on this planet, no matter what their religion is or their non-religion is, they are picking and choosing what they want to believe. Yes. And that, that applies to Jesus. You can look, you can have a red letter Bible and think, you know, exactly what he said, but in the end, no one, I mean, you, most people if not everyone is not understanding who the real Jesus really was right. and what do you mean by the things that he said? Yeah, exactly. Because it was written 2000 years ago by people in a certain context and culture and society that we can't relate to today. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have any clue what that was like living life, you know, in their shoes or in their sandals. Um, Yeah. So it is interesting how far I feel like, modern Christianity has strayed from what the actual life and teachings of Christ were. Mm. Um, But yeah, you're right. Everybody cherry picks, everybody decides for themselves what makes the most sense. And that's actually been a freeing part of my journey. That's why I'm where I'm at today. Mm Because I finally gave myself permission to acknowledge that we're all cherry picking. And I was telling my friend who was visiting the other day, she was asking where I was at. And I said, I'm basically creating an a la carte tray of beliefs and <laughs> philosophies that work for me. And I'm loving it because I can eat the pudding and the French fries and I can have everything, like yeah. everything that serves me and that in that I enjoy, that brings me life, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's been beautiful. Yeah. It's almost, it's like life is a buffet rather than a dim sum. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly it. That's a beautiful analogy. Yeah, it's funny because we're we're asking ourselves what aspects of Christianity we've held on to, but honestly, that same question is can be applied to everyone, every single Christian as well. Like, what aspects of Christianity do you hold on to? 
because right. what what's most important for you in your Christian yeah. faith? Right. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, I was in the Hebrew roots movement for a while. We, we um, went down that path or expression of Christianity for a while and it was fun and we learned a lot and it was really beautiful at times. And um, I'm glad that we did it. Um, but even within that, like one time we went to this festival uh, where we gathered with other people that were on a similar journey of diving into the roots of Christianity and trying to understand um, Hebrew and its uh, traditions and um, and basically the ways of the Old Testament, really, mm -hmm. ways of the Torah and why they were there and how it influenced Jesus and all these things. And I kid you not, Carrie Jo, thousands of people together camping for a week and there was not one single person that I talked to. Like you, I thought going into the Hebrew roots of things would help clarify some aspects of Christianity that I felt like I was missing. Yeah. And actually what it did, it just diversified even more. Wow. And I found that New Testament believers gen in general just kind of fall into a niche of belief systems that have that are easy and they just, mm -hmm. they just kind of keep staying in that niche that um, it's like this, it's almost like, you know, like a river when it's, when it's carved out a place, a groove, it just keeps going deeper and deeper. And I just feel like there's this cognitive dissonance within Christianity that keeps most people just following. And yes. so I, because Ricky and I had never really been good followers um, I bring him up a lot because, you know, so much of our Christianity is intertwined, but I had never been a follower. And so moving into Hebrew roots seemed logical to me because I wanted more answers. And then when I got there, I realized, oh, there, there are no answers. <laughs> Everyone right. is speculating. Everyone is, you know? Yeah. Um, and and to such a degree that it was so vast like it wasn't just like oh you know um you believe in abortion up to six weeks and i believe in abortion not at all you know or i don't believe right. in at all right it wasn't like that it was like no like you are disobeying god if you get a vasectomy you know or no, you are disobeying God if you don't have the freedom to get a vasectomy. <laughs> right, right. Like, like huge life altering decisions, like completely different views about so many things. And I realized at that point, actually, that was when I, one of the stepping stones for me in realizing that we're all just holding on to whatever we want to hold on to. And, um, and that actually was freeing in a lot of ways to see that even within the religious context, that was beautiful. And to see within the Hebrew roots movement that every, everybody was accepting each other in their freedom to hold on to what they wanted to hold on to. Now there are some people within that, of course, that didn't, but for the most part, it was like, Oh wait, we're all swimming in this big ocean. We were in this pool, but now we're all in this ocean together, you know? And right trying to figure it out. And so there was a lot more acceptance and encouragement and um, just acceptance in general, like, um, because everybody was like realizing this is way more confusing than most Christians realize it is. Right. Because once you start asking the questions, 
that's when you realize that, oh, there is cognitive dissonance here. Mm-hmm. Like I've been just making excuses for this belief, not making sense with this other belief or this scripture, not lining up with this scripture. Right. We are taught, we're taught to explain that away. Yeah. It's a total, if this, then that kind of system that mm-hmm. we're caught in. And like you said, you'd get further entrenched. Like the more times you have to defend that, whether to yourself or to other people, you just get deeper entrenched into that way of seeing it. And yeah, the freedom comes when you give yourself permission to actually start asking questions and searching for ways to make sense of it or to just be able to say, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And then decide decide what's going to work for you to hang on to and what you need to jettison on the journey. Um, yeah. Which did you have anything else you wanted to say about that before I go on to something else? No, go ahead. Actually. Okay. I was, I was going to say that actually takes me to, um, like when I mentioned jettisoning these certain beliefs or systems or fill in the blank, um, parts of Christianity, the, the few things that have remained consistent for me that I would say are byproducts of my Christianity um, are my husband and my kids. I married Stephen because we were both like on fire, sold out for Jesus in college. And that's where we met. And that was the foundation of our friendship and relationship moving forward. And so I am forever, <laughs> forever eternally grateful for that. Um, and, you know, he's gone through his own deconstruction journey, which is like we've talked about that. It's just amazing that um, we've been able to maintain in step with each other, uh, you know, to varying degrees. Like I, I believe way different things than he does in certain areas, but you know, that's not a deal breaker for us. Like we fell in love with each other as the person and the beliefs are just, you know, an ever evolving part of the package. Mm-hmm. And that's been a really awesome aspect of that, of our relationship to, to realize, you know, that it, it kind of started based on our shared beliefs. And now it, it has very little to do with that. And it just, we found a greater depth in our relationship by not putting so much emphasis on having shared beliefs. And I, that's been such a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, but then of course my kids, you know, like they are a byproduct of my faith, um, my faith journey because of marrying Stephen and having kids with him. Um, and they are, they are a huge source of joy for me. And I mean, such a gift. We, we just feel like the luckiest people on earth, you know, that we have the three boys that we do and they are just fantastic humans. And, um, so I will say like, it is a choice. Like I, or Steven could have decided, you know what, this is a deal breaker. We're walking away. We no longer have that marriage, you know, then things get messy with the kids, but that has not been a part of our choice and our trajectory. And so that is also something that we've held on to from our Christian roots. And um, like you said earlier, you mentioned like our Christian journeys early on that all of that plays into who we are now, where we are and what we believe. Mm. And I love who I am right now, you know, like I'm, I'm loving each part of the journey and every step that I'm taking to finding like my true, legitimate, authentic self of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like I, it's easy to look back on certain beliefs that I had or experiences I had and be angry about them or bitter or 
whatever various emotions, you know, we can have to difficult um, parts of our history. But it's also flavored a little bit with the concept that I have my family because of that, that whole experience. I, I am who I am because of that. And, and that's beautiful. So yeah, that's, that's another aspect, I guess, of my Christian journey that I'm thrilled to still have in my world. It's so funny that you, when you said that, I was like, duh. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't thought about it, but like who I am, my husband and my kids, it's like are a direct result of my faith for sure. Um, and Christianity, my time there. And yeah, I, I, it, it's never occurred to me to think of it like that. Well, okay. This, this has come from probably hours of me trying to glean something positive from my <laughs> Christian experience. So, you know, like I was really struggling. I'm like this, nope, that sucked. This, no, I hated that. And like, I just kept going through and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like I would never would have married Stephen. Yeah. You know, like if we didn't have those shared beliefs that that relationship never would have taken place. Like it, it took a while. Not that I, you know, not thankful for them on any given day, but as a direct result of Christianity, that was one thing that I can be like, yes, like, I'm so thankful for that. I would not (laughs) give that up for the world. (laughs) I second that. You and I are some of the, I think, rare gems that actually came out on the other side with like probably deeper connections with our family, or at least our husbands and children. Absolutely. I, I've heard so many stories that have gone a different route and I, I don't take that lightly or for granted. I'm so thankful that, you know, our relationship apparently was strong enough to weather all of the shifting and things that have changed within our hearts and minds. And yeah. And like you said, stronger for it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I uh, had a short list of specifics. I didn't want to switch over if you had more that you wanted to share. No, I'm good. I have some other things, but they're a different category. So okay, you go, go on, go on with this stuff. <laughs> okay. I still take time to meditate on wisdom. I did that all throughout my Christianity and I still do it. Um, and wisdom comes from different, you know, all various directions and sources, but, um, but I still take time, my plan and my goal, and because it's so beneficial to me is to do that daily. And so instead of a quote unquote devotional, you know, um, Mm -hmm. it's still a devotional in my own way, you know, Um, I still read books and, and meditate on thoughts and ideas within them. That practice of taking time to write, read and think in general is still there. Um, I still sing worship songs. Um, man, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes a a lot of times it's so funny. I really enjoy changing the words. (laughs) Oh, I love that. So like, um, cause songs come to mind all the time. Like worship was really, uh, it was for me a really spiritual experience. Um, I was usually the one in the room that 
was the most free. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I found a great deal of joy and connection there that I miss. And, um, and I know that what I was experiencing was real. Um, but it was, you know, it was frame the framework with for it has changed. And so I still sing songs. Um, but I sometimes I'll sing the words that I know. And but in my mind, I my intention is different, you know. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I love that. But I'll I'll sometimes even write out the words for a song and then just ch change it to to fit where I am now. And it's usually not that different. Um, most songs, not all songs, of course, but a lot right. of songs as maybe it's just the songs that I'm thinking of. Um, but they're not that different. And I really enjoy that process. Um, sometimes I'll just be driving down the road and a song will come to mind and I'll just start singing, but then I'll come to a part that I don't really want to say. <laughs> right. Right. Or you just totally don't believe anymore. Right. And I'm like, uh, how can I reword this? <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> and then I'll just like throw in some phrase and then keep singing, <laughs> you know? Nice. I love that. There's actually this TikToker who does something very similar. They take like old church hymns uh -huh. or like Amazing Grace, for instance, and they change the words entirely because they're totally deconstructed and they've made it make sense to them in their current reality. And it's oh. so beautiful. It's actually really healing uh -huh. to like hear that tune, but to not like to remove any harmful doctrine or theology from it. It's, yeah. it's, it's really beautiful. So yeah, that, that is an awesome practice. That might be, give that. me a reason to get on TikTok. I, I hadn't seen anybody else do it. So I was, that's really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, they're also on Instagram. They just post it both places. So oh, okay. I'll try to find them and share that information. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I still pray. I mean, I don't pray as much as I used to and in the same way, but in a way, prayer and meditation are very, uh, almost identical to me. Um, mm -hmm. so I, same for me. Yeah. I create space for silence. Um, sometimes I talk to myself, um, or just, I put words out into the universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then taking time to listen, um, just creating that space for stillness is still really important to me. Um, yeah. And then I also make time to learn from people that are wiser than me still. Mm. Um, that I still try to practice humility and realize that I still have a lot to learn. And, um, and I, when I see someone that I, I respect that I think has, you know, gone down a path before me that could, I could benefit from what they've learned. Um, man, I am, I am, I love continuing to, uh, in a way, submit myself to whatever it is that they've learned and, um, receive in a, and learn with them. Yeah. That's a beautiful practice. Yeah. So another, along, along with the worship songs, sometimes I will also change scripture. 
Oh, do tell. Can we have a, can we have like a very specific example of this? Yes, I brought one today. <laughs> I'm loving this. It's really simple because there's so many scriptures that are actually just so gorgeous and beautiful and life-giving. Um, but there's one in particular. I memorized James 1, 2 through 4 when I was in church camp. I don't know how old I was, like pre-high school for sure. I was junior high, I think. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That scripture still goes through my mind from time to time. I can quote it like the back of my hand, you know. And, um, and it's that the only part that I change is, is, is that part where it says the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Um, I just change it to the testing of your character produces perseverance. Mm. Um, it's so simple, but right. to me personally, I still think not all, not all trials we can find joy in. <laughs> Right. Um, but in general, life is trials. Um, life yes. is hard. And we have to actually find joy in the challenges. Um, otherwise, we're just beaten. Life just beats us, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, it's just one example. But I love doing yeah, that. That's awesome. Whenever a scripture comes to mind or... Um, I see a scripture somewhere else, you know, like anywhere, like, you know, you go to in some stores and they'll have like, I don't know, right. <laughs> just whatever. And, I'll, yeah. and I'll, I love just sitting, I love just looking at it and going, hmm, how can I change that <laughs> to fit where I am? It's actually, right. I love that because I feel very triggered both mm -hmm. by worship music and by scripture, no matter really? what the context very triggered mm. um so that is a really cool approach to it i'm gonna try that mm. um yeah i i love that i love i never even thought about changing scripture to make it make sense for me where i'm at but i mean i'm like you like i memorized so much stuff I could have had a verse for anything, you know, I could have, I could take any verse out of context and make it make sense. You know, <laughs> I had the evangelical gift of doing that, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is like a little bit funny because I kind of was misusing scripture. I was, I was misusing scripture in that way. Sure. So it's interesting to think about, and I'm air quoting, misusing scripture yeah. by making it fit my current context. But that is actually literally what I was doing the whole time. Mm -hmm. I just didn't realize that. Sure. Um, so yeah, to rephrase and reword things. I, thanks for that that idea. I I think that could be useful for a lot of people, especially those of us who feel very triggered by those things. It's kind of like removing any power mm -hmm. that 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 trigger has over you and saying, "No, I'm reclaiming this. This is what it's going to be for me." Yeah, um, I think we that's sell, very empowering. We sell ourselves short when we when we think otherwise. I think like. It's like, oh, wow, this is so much bigger. Like, what if it's not just like even that scripture, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And it says, does say brothers and sisters, but and the version that I, that I say. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I think the most I learned was just brothers, but anyway. Yeah, same. Same for me. I was like saying it in my head with you. I was like, oh, yes, I know these verses. <laughs> yeah. And, but the trial for you and for a lot of Christians and sometimes me even is that, or not me even, but just me as well. Um, when I see some things that trigger me, I have the power within me to take that trial and turn it into something different. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And it, it prevents us from staying in that wounded, bitter place, you know? Uh, right. It not just prevents us, it helps us grow beyond it. And Right. And nobody wants to stay in a wounded, bitter space. I mean, nobody enjoys that. It's not fun. Right. It's, it's just not fun. Like, but yeah, like having those tools to help, help us empower ourselves to move beyond it. That's so important. And that's a really great one. Yeah. That's pretty much the best examples I have. So like, that's all I wrote down as far as my list of <laughs> things that I held on to, which it's funny because when I look at it, I'm like, wow, my life doesn't look drastically different. <laughs> <laughs> But that's interesting to hear you say that. But what I'd like to hear you reflect on how you experience life and how different that is from within Christianity. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just I, oh man, that honestly, that takes me into the next thing. What inspires you now? Like, I feel like, oh, okay. I feel like that really does uh, take us on a new path because, yeah. How I experience it now is, like you said earlier, a lot more freedom um, mm -hmm. and a lot more unconditional love, acceptance. Um, and then the, I think that the, I love your love, life and liberation because that's I feel like that I connect at this universal, you know. Yes. And um, I feel like it's a really good reminder for me, too, that um I, it's been my gauge as well. Like, okay, does this come from a place of love within me? You know, right. what I'm doing right now, that's kind of like been a gauge. Um, is this life producing? Am I supporting life in this decision? And when right. I say life, like what's good, noble, true, you know, that scripture. <laughs> right. No, exactly. I st that's one scripture I really have held on to as well is, um, consider or see what is it i don't even know if i can remember it right now off cuff um but that is like think about these yes, things meditate on what is good noble and true right yeah. um and that's life-giving whatever is good noble and true um yeah and then the liberation part like i for me I, probably even more so than liberation would be acceptance Feel like within Christianity, I was working against so many things that seemed natural. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was trying to sometimes fit—not all the time, but sometimes—I was trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. And mm -hmm. um, so, accepting that the square peg doesn't need to be put anywhere—it's <laughs> just a square peg. <laughs> Right, right. It doesn't have to be crammed into anything. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, that acceptance has been beautiful. That's probably one of the biggest 
freedoms that I've gotten outside of Christianity is learning to accept. Um, so when you say liberation, acceptance and liberation to me go hand in hand. Yeah, I agree. They're of the same flavor. Yeah. Yep. Man, this has been yeah, fun. That's awesome. Um, I have one quick addition mm -hmm. to the conversation. Sure. And this is kind of tongue in cheek a little bit, but also not inaccurate. So other things that I have held on to, not necessarily by choice, but maybe more like they're clinging to me. <laughs> a more accurate picture would be um, at certain times feeling shame about things that I was told were wrong that I no longer believe, mm. but it has a way to follow you, you know, until you can create those new neural pathways. Right. Um, that is something that I, I continue to not by choice engage with, but kind of I'm confronted with. That's important. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it may be the, the phrasing of what I've held on to is not accurate, but what has held on to me. Right. Um, so I'm working through that. And also um, the misuse, like I mentioned earlier, the misuse of scripture. Um, the that's, that's why I like, I have not cracked my Bible other than a while ago to basically use scripture against somebody who's using scripture against me i was like okay i'll play your scripture ping pong once but you know that i'm done um but apart from that like to just kind of defend a new stance that i had on hell not being a place mm -hmm. um i've not read the bible um because i do find it so triggering so i would say that i am um aware of the way that i have misused scripture in my christian journey um, and so like, that's another shame thing that I'm, I'm trying to let go of and, and try, you know, like not be hard on myself because I didn't know any differently. And I was doing the absolute best I knew how to do at that time. Mm -hmm. So, um, that has been a huge, huge component of me growing in self-love and, um, and also trying, like I said, you know, sitting not for consecutive hours, but minutes and minutes and minutes all added together, finding things that I actually did glean in a positive way from my Christianity. Mm -hmm. That's how I got to my family. Cause I just, I struggled so much with finding actual fruitful, beneficial experiences. Now knowing what I know, um, looking back at, you know, you see it through a different, a different lens. And um, so like, those are things that are following me that I'm still kind of working through, but that's all part of the journey, yeah. <laughs> journey to freedom, releasing all that stuff. Man, that's a really good question. What has held on to me with, from my religion? <laughs> um, yeah. What has held on to me? That's such a good question. And not one that I really have thought of much. And that's a, I'm, I'm going to meditate on that one. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's sobering for me. It's a sobering activity because most of what I find holding on to me is not positive in my experience. Mm -hmm. But not to say that it's not valuable or useful. It is, of course, useful to sort through any shame you're feeling and ask yourself why and to debunk that, you know, to um, create that new space for the freedom and the joy and the love that you're experiencing. Um, yeah, it's also an important practice. So, yeah. Well, Love it. Thanks for challenging me in that way. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. I've got all kinds of shame stories I can share. <laughs> 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 
Awesome. Well, Carrie Joe, I think we're going to wrap up and <clears throat> say goodbye to our listeners and until another time. I thank you for just processing with me. It's really been helpful. And man, I just really encourage others out there to find somebody that you can talk with, find somebody that yeah. will listen and be gracious and understanding and empathize, you know, with the process that you're going through. Um, it's hard to find good listeners out there. And I think that's one of the reasons why people enjoy listening to podcasts so much because they hunger for quality conversation. And, yeah. Um, so if this inspires you to desire quality conversation, I, um, I hope for all of our listeners that they would find people, someone, one person to just talk with and discuss life, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right, girl. Until next time. Thanks, Anna. Yes. Sounds good. Uh, we love you all, and please feel free to reach out to us. I'm not even really sure how we're going to make that happen yet, but we, when we start posting these podcasts, we're going to make it happen, and we're going to start interacting with some of you and hopefully that will um, scratch some of your itches to connect with like-minded people. So yes. Yeah. yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. All right, Carrie Joe, talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Anna. Bye. Bye. Well, friends, that wraps up this heretical episode. Thanks for listening and be sure to rate and review our podcast and share with anyone who would be encouraged. See you next time.